The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. All through my career musically is I realized the power of music is so profound. It's like there's always something new that God has given us in this gift that we can express our worship to Him. And the power of music, it's mind-boggling. His name is Joel Weldon. He's a worship leader in Southern California, but he's also a successful voice actor in Los Angeles. You'll meet Joel, hear his story, and learn about a relatively new worship album. Welcome to First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for joining us. This is a weekly conversation with someone who has committed their life to Jesus Christ and is making a difference in the kingdom as they follow God's call in their life. We always try to find stories that will encourage your faith journey as you follow Christ. And when you use our mobile app or the website, firstpersoninterview.com, you can go back and listen or re-listen to any of the conversations we've had. Again, online at firstpersoninterview.com or search for the free app, First Person Interview, in the Apple or Google Play Store. I never tire of hearing how God's Spirit draws men and women to faith in Christ and then very often puts a calling on their heart to serve the Lord in some way. So, let's hear now how that played out in Joel Weldon's life. He's a talented musician and voiceover artist, and a bit later in the conversation, we'll also meet one of Joel's friends and fellow musicians, Tom Margadichin. You know, um, Wayne, I grew up in northern Minnesota. I was just a northern Swedish kid, you know, and growing up in the Arctic Circle, I call it, because that's what it felt like sometimes. I never knew that until I moved away. Um, I became a Christian, made a decision for for Jesus Christ when I was at Bethel College in St. Paul. Oh, yeah, sure. And it just so happened that the first year that uh, there was a professor teaching there, it was his first year, his name was John, Dr. John Piper. So sitting in his New Testament survey class, uh, after about three or four sessions, I just couldn't take it anymore. I wasn't a believer. I'd sign my, my, my uh, are you a Christian? You have to be a Christian to go to Bethel. And I said, yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I signed the thing on there and I, I lied. And uh, so I was sitting there in that class, uh, the Lord was just starting to work on me. And I mean, John Piper just opened things up all through the New Testament. I was, my jaw would just go to the floor half the time during the class. And and I just realized that I needed to start finding out who Jesus was. And that was that's what led me to Christ. Wow. Um, and then eventually I ended up moving to California. I had to, you know, kind of, I left home, uh, everything I knew in Minnesota, just kind of to, you know, spread my wings and find my way. And uh, get away from some influences back there at home. I uh, ended up going to California, ended up in San Diego. And in San Diego, I started attending a fellowship there at college. And man, I got I got discipled in a Navigators discipleship group. Oh, and that'll do it. Started playing music. Yeah, that'll do it. It's It was pretty challenging. And I was, I was just eating it up and uh, started doing music. Uh, met a guy eventually named Dennis Agajanian who's a, a flat pick Christian artist has done a lot of stuff over the years. And I ended up, he's become a very close friend and I ended up touring the world with him doing Billy Graham crusades. Uh, I was just a kid, you know, just with big eyes, you know, my, my eyes were like silver dollars and I'm on the, the San Jose Billy Graham crusade and I'm just like 23 years old going, wow, you know, this is incredible. I'm on the platform and here's Billy Graham and everything. And that was really what immersed me into Christian ministry. 
and started doing music back then, started writing a lot of material, ended up becoming a, um, I would say a, a fairly well-known indie artist mm-hmm. in the Christian world, uh, wrote a lot of songs. Uh, then along comes Tom and, uh, Tom and I ended up connecting for my very first bonafide album and we were doing it on a shoestring budget and, um, but I'd written a bunch of songs and Tom had never officially been the producer on a project. And this is back in, in the mid eighties. And, um, he said he'd like to help. So he, that was really the first album that Tom officially produced and we became really good friends. Well, we're going to meet Tom Margadishian in the second half of our conversation. As a matter of fact, Tom will join us here because he's the friend that connected us. And I, I'm grateful for mm-hmm. that. And the, and the two of you and some others have got a new project cooking that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. But did the did the music come early for you in life, Joel? You know what it did? I was My grandfather played music, and I remember being a little kid and just, just enamored by him. I mean, he could move the—he could shake the room in a church. He would go from church to church and, and sing solos and just made a huge impact on me. You know, eventually played—took piano lessons and hated that. And uh, eventually I picked up a guitar in junior high and bass guitar, and kind of the rest is history. Started mm-hmm. playing around with that. So guitar is your instrument? Yeah, guitar really has been my main instrument. You know, I, I play keys enough to be dangerous, never in public. And uh, but I play guitar and I play bass, and uh, I just I wouldn't say I'm tremendous at any one of them, but you know, adequate enough to carry me through. You know, doing years of performances and a lot of ministry all around the world, and mm-hmm. just I really it's, it's a privilege. You know. Well, I know you're involved as a worship leader. I want to talk about that, but you're also a very successful voiceover artist in Hollywood, I, I, in L.A., and I want to talk about that because that fascinates me. <laughs> it's because you're, you're on a microphone all the time, Wayne. <laughs> I suppose, <why>. yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. me how you do it. <laughs> That's, everybody wants to know how do I get to do what you do, right? Yeah, no, it's true. I hear that a lot. You know, and I, I, sometimes I have to go, you know, pinch me. Do I really do this? It's, it's crazy. I, I, uh, I was going through a difficult time in my life years ago, and, and I lived, lived in Washington State at the time. This is after I'd done a lot of Christian ministry. And I had a friend of mine who, he owned a production studio there. And he said, he said hey, it's political season. I need some help, uh, you know, finalizing some of these political spots and TV commercials and stuff. And I know that you can do Pro Tools. You're good at audio. Can you come in and help me out? So I, I helped my buddy Dan Mortimer, and uh, we, we just... Uh, he kind of showed me the ropes. So I started doing production. Eventually, one thing leads to another, and I end up becoming a voiceover talent, um, and mostly on a local basis, but then it just began to expand. And I, I had agents that covered my work and represented me in Florida, um, Denver, uh, Chicago, Minneapolis, um, and now it's mainly Beverly Hills, it, my agent now. And it just kind of grew from a lot of regional stuff into – you know, learning how to communicate with your voice in a way that you're conveying because you have no visuals. For the most part, if you're doing a radio spot or you're mm-hmm. an announcer on a TV spot, nobody ever sees your face. Right. They just hear your voice. So you have to be able to convey em- emotion that would normally be there that you don't have the advantage of seeing. You have to add feeling to things and bring them to life. You had add character to them. It's I'm mainly a commercial narration uh, specialist, but man, I've had the privilege of doing so many clients and I 
I just love it. It's just every time I get in the booth, I go, this is something new and challenging. How do I bring life to this copy? You know, so it is fun. Really fun. Yeah. I I don't do the commercial work that you do, but it is fun. And and I wish I had a nickel for every time someone said you have a face for radio. Now they'd never say that about you. (laughs) (laughs) No, they would. They've told me that before too. It's okay. My wife tells me that you have a face for radio, honey. It's good for you. How many times have we heard that? Huh? (laughs) Well, I have a feeling we've heard your voice many times. We just didn't know who you were. Because you're on all these national accounts, what can you name a couple of the accounts that we would have heard you on? Well, I would say in the radio world, probably the biggest one was uh, Rosetta Stone, the fastest way to learn a language, guaranteed. Right now, there, if you call, you know, what I did those go. for years. Rosetta yeah. Stone was a huge account for me. I think it was twelve or thirteen years, and they don't do radio anymore. So it kind of, you know, different campaigns go in phases. Sometimes they last a year. Sometimes they last twelve. But did you ever learn a language? You know what's weird? I never did. <laughs> Hola. That's all I can do, man. That's all I know. You know, but you think of all the million, I probably have sold, helped sell millions of dollars worth of their product, you know, and I can't yeah. speak another language. It's yeah, sad. that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of crazy. The other would be a lot of Toyota. I've done Toyota spots all okay. around the country. Yeah. I've um, heard those for sure. years. Yeah. Yeah. So just you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, a lot of, a lot of NASCAR. I, I narrate a lot for NASCAR. I did oh. eight pieces for them yesterday. It's been a, a, a long week of NASCAR. So if they need a, a narrative story for one of their racers, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., they call me up and, and I'm given the copy and I narrate the piece for them. And it's on Fox Sports or wherever they broadcast. Very cool. I'm, I'm becoming a NASCAR fan. I've watched like three or four races in a row now. So I, I think I'm qualified. It is really fun. We went to the race here in Southern Cal. They, of course, they kind of, they, they hooked me up with some cool in-field in tickets. And oh, I just had a blast Good. this year with our 14-year-old. It was so much fun. With earplugs. Yes. Oh, if you don't have them, you're going to, seriously, you'll, you'll yeah. be in pain. If you don't have earplugs, you go to a NASCAR race, you're in pain. Well, talk about your life as a worship leader, Joel. You know what? I, I started, I told you a story about Dennis Agajanian doing uh, solo albums pretty much as an indie artist. Well, eventually I started realizing that the church really didn't have a lot of worship music that, that I really enjoyed, that a lot of the younger generation could enjoy. And that was kind of the age group I was ministering to. So we started doing some more up-tempo kind of rock and stuff. This is before Bethel. This is before Hillsong. This is before a lot of worship music, so to speak, was cool. Um, and we started writing music at a place called Hume Lake Christian Camps. Mm-hmm. It's a big conference center out in California. I had the privilege of, of doing a lot of work there for years and loved it. Um, so a lot of those songs were birthed in that, that era. Um, and then, of course, I, I started then doing, as I grew older, became to, began to do a lot more church work with, uh, with worship teams. And I would go in and work with worship teams, and we would bring some of my songs. We'd play them together and uh, minister to the church that way. That's kind of been my heart all through my career musically is I realized the power of music is so profound. And the older I get, the more I understand about it, I realize there's just that much less I really understand. You know, it's it's like God's word. You you would think that when you're a believer early on, that eventually you're going to just get it. But God's word brings totally new life to every era of your life. And it's so awesome to see how God uses that. So it's it, music is the same way to me. It's like there's always something new that God has given us in this gift that we can express our worship to him. And the power of music is just, it's mind boggling to me. I love it. And in just a moment, we'll continue talking with Joel Weldon and meet one of his musical partners, Tom, coming up on First Person. 
I'm so grateful for the grace I received while listening to FBBC all day long. I cried listening to God's message multiple times. The Far East Broadcasting Company receives millions of responses each year from grateful listeners. FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. That's febc.org. The Far East Broadcasting Company, until all have heard. My guest is Joel Weldon. Joel is a worship leader, a Christian artist. He's a voiceover guy. uh, And he has a new worship label that we're going to talk about now here on First Person. I'm so excited about this. It's called Firma Collective. Um, Joel, why don't you start by explaining what Firma Collective is? Okay, so Firma Collective is really a name that we've given to the artists that are signed um, to the Firma Music Group. And the Firma Music Group is really the, the company that Tom and I started uh, as a ministry to the church. And so our goal, because of our backgrounds, uh, Tom has been doing music, and you're going to hear from Tom in a second, but you know, Tom's had an extensive secular music uh, industry background doing really big, uh, major, major movies and major uh, A-list music artists out of L.A. and Hollywood. Um, so taking his skill set and taking my skill set combining, we, we really felt the call of God to start something special, taking all of our experience and go, let's pour into the next generation. Let's pour into those coming behind us and help. hopefully we can short circuit some of those challenges that they would have on their own because of our experience and bring them to a spot where, wow, they can really become a minister to the church in a whole different way that they never realized, even at a young age. And so that's what we've done. We put this together, Firma Music Group, um, and Firma Collective is the the collection of all of us that are, are are on the label, so to speak. We're on the the music company label, so that's how it began. Firma. The reason we came up with Firma was because Firma is is rooted in the Latin. If you look back at the Latin, it means you know when you look at the word affirmation, you look at firmament, you look at um, affirmative. Basically, they're promises. It's solid. It's like it's like. It almost represents God's promises and his faithfulness. And so that's why we love the word firma. And so that's how it became firma mm. music group and firma collective. Well, we've talked about him. Let's, uh, without delay, bring Tom Mugardishian in on this conversation. Tom is one of those guys who has a name that you cannot begin to spell. Uh, Mugardishian, <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I pronouncing it correctly, Tom? You're pretty close. Pretty close. It's like you're going to mug somebody in a park. Mugardishian. Ah, Okay. But no one, no one ever gets it right. Yeah, I'm sure you're used to that. Yeah, uh, Joel, yeah. Tom and I met uh, maybe four or five or more years ago. Uh, a group of men got together with mutual friends and, and on a snowmobiling trip to Oregon. And that's how I met Tom was on the snowmobile trail. So we've uh, done that a couple of times together. And it's been, it's been so fun to get to know Tom. So Tom, welcome to First Person. Thank you very much. Your music career has been remarkable. Um, I know you've been at it uh, a long time. And I mean, you play everything, don't you, Tom? Not really. I'm, I'm primarily a keyboard player, and then I'm kind of like how Joel is saying, you know, he can get by on various things. Uh, I'm the same. Like, I can I can play what I have to on other instruments, but I'm primarily a, a piano player who kind of okay. just moved on to other things. But you've worked with just many, many different artists through the through the decades together. How, how do the two of you know each other? What's the connection with the two of you? Well, as Joel mentioned, early on, um, I actually met Joel at a 
at a high school camp. Um, I was I was a high school leader, uh, and Joel came in and did the music for that camp, and we kind of got to know each other during that week he was there, and then from there is when um, we decided to do this record together, his first record, and and that's how it kind of happened, and then we were crammed in this little tiny room behind a Baskin Robbins. <laughs> oh yeah, in, I remember in, that. In, in the in the middle of summer. And when he said shoestring budget, that's way more than we had. We that's didn't even exactly. have that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even have that. And uh, it was just a tiny little hole. But, you know, the air conditioning barely worked. And when it would get too hot, we would just take ice cream breaks and go over to 31 Flavors and grab ice cream. Yeah, it was right cream. around the corner. Yeah, yeah it, was like connect- it was connected to the building. And uh, <laughs> so that was that's how we met. And then when Joel... Uh, went off to do his uh, independent Christian career. I had already been in the secular world already for probably about eight years. I kind of did this with Joel, and then Joel continued on, and then I went back to the secular music I was doing. And Mm -hmm. I've never really been in the Christian music industry at all. Until now, because the two of you are the catalyst for the the Firma Music Group. It's the two of you who have started it, right? Yes, yeah, we did it together. It was one of those things where we got together. We were actually writing songs for Joel. Uh, Joel had called me up and said he wanted to get together and write some songs for for him and uh, possibly, you know, just have something new for him to release. And so we went to uh, Forest Home up here in California and secluded ourselves for about three days in a cabin and wrote a bunch of songs. And when we were done, we just thought, well, you know, we can make something bigger of this, and mm-hmm. uh, and Joel was the, it was Joel's idea to start a label, and I went oh, okay. I wasn't coming up here for that reason, but maybe a label <laughs> would be good, and let's huh. pray about it. And it just every door, you know, I, I just keep going through, and I'm thinking, okay, this door is going to close, this door is going to close, <laughs> and it just keeps flying open. I went okay, let's take the next step. Okay, let's take the next step, and now we're sitting where we're going to be. You know, the album's released and. And we're yeah. on our way. I mean, I've heard part of it, but you describe it for us, Joel. Hey, you know what? It's uh, it's actually available. Just look up Firma Collective and do a search, and you'll hear it there. We feel like the music is 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 phenomenal. It's like God just brought this whole thing together. I mean, we had some unbelievable people participate on this. I mean, Brian Reeves, who has mixed Rattle and Hum for you too. He's mixed hmm. Selena Gomez records. Brian Reeves wanted to mix our record. And so hmm. we sat in the studio in Burbank and, and I'm just kind of going, I can't believe I'm here. You know, I'm like calling everybody I know. I'm sitting here with Brian Reeves, Brian Reeves, you know, and he was just, <laughs> he was mixing the record. So to us, that's really part of the special nature of this project. A lot of people participated that wouldn't typically participate on a project like this. And uh, it, it's really, there's something wonderful. There's something kind of magical about that. Who are the other artists with you? So we have Lexi Jones, and she is a phenomenal artist. She started at, at uh, Harvest Christian Fellowship with Greg Laurie. And she was doing that many years ago as a very young uh, artist, and she has grown into a phenomenal vocalist, worship leader, just a tremendous woman who just has the heart of the Lord and the heart for people to want to connect them with the Lord and just really powerful voice. And the other one is Matthew Scott. And uh, Matthew 
came to us through recommendations of a couple of their friends, and he is another phenomenal young artist. He's got a really cool, unique voice with a, a real cool texture to it. And he's just a fun, wonderful guy who loves Jesus and uh, real creative. So he's the other one that we've had uh, do the vocals on the project as we put this whole thing together. Well, we have a few minutes here. I wish we had a lot more time to talk about this, but uh, people can go online and, and we'll have all the information at our website for this program so they can connect with you and, and get this new music from, from a Firma Music Group. Uh, but I, I got to tell you guys, you've been putting some samples online. I've yet to hear the whole CD. I will soon. I'll be downloading it. Uh, but the samples you put online I have, have just lifted my spirit in worship. And the words are so well done. So the lyrics are so theologically correct and challenging. And the music is understandable. The words are just it's, – it's a nice piece of work, guys. It really is. Wow, Wayne. Th- that means a lot, man. Thank, Thank you. you so Thanks, much. Man. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, Tom can speak into this too, but you know, Tom, we were both just deciding, you know, as we're carving these lyrics, we want them to be honoring to God's word. We, we want them not just to fit the song. You know, sometimes songs get written and you fit the words because the song needs it, but they've got to be theologically sound. And so Tom and I go, is that right? Is that biblically right? If we had a question, you know, we'd sit and discuss it, talk about it, um, make sure that this was theologically sound. Um, because music has a powerful way of you know invading your life and the stuff that you're putting in your life, you want it to be consistent with God's word. And that's a huge priority for us. Tom, I know you feel the same because you and I have talked about this uh, at the very beginning of the project, but uh, it's also amazing to me that here you guys are in Hollywood. I mean, you're literally in Hollywood and some worship music is coming out of Hollywood. That's pretty amazing, Tom. Yeah, it's it's pretty different. Uh, we're definitely not the Nashville guys, and and the and the sound uh, is very different. Also, we're not trying to copy Hillsong or Bethel or or any of the other ones that, it, although they're great artists and the product they put out is awesome, we just wanted to find a niche for us. We're trying to create our own stamp and sound that will be synonymous with Firma, so that way, when in the future, when they hear from a collective or Lexi solo record or Matthew's solo record, there's a sound that's identifiable to us. And it's very different than everything else that's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, our time is gone. I'm going to be downloading this, and I trust our listeners will want to check it out, too, at firstpersoninterview.com. And, uh, Joel, first of all, to you, thank you for your time. God bless you and what you're doing. And uh, we just pray the Lord's blessing on this whole project. Uh, Wayne, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I just pre- appreciate the heart behind your whole program and just, you know, getting the word out about what God's doing in people's lives. And we're, we're really honored to be included in it. Thank you so much. And my thanks also to our friend Tom Mugardichian for joining us in the conversation. These are very talented men who have committed their lives to Christ and serve him faithfully. The worship album Joel and Tom talked about is now available. It's titled Songs for Every Soul, and we'll place links to it at firstpersoninterview.com. There will also be samples to listen to there linked at the website. Take some time to check out the significant new worship music. Once again, start with the links at firstpersoninterview.com. A special thank you to the Far East Broadcasting Company for making this weekly program available for you. FEBC knows the power of a person's life and testimony when it's dedicated to God. If you'd like to know more about FEBC and its local language gospel message broadcast in nearly 50 countries of the world, please visit febc.org. There are many exciting developments to learn about. Visit febc.org. 
And by the way, our guest next week will be Ed Cannon of FEBC with an update on the ministry. To comment on this or any interview you hear on First Person, please visit us at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Once again, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us next time for First Person. First Person.